Today's episode is brought to you by Tua T Fitness and the Sounds in Cinema podcast. Shance and Chu are washing their mouths out with soap because the How Dare You podcast contains explicit language. This is a bunch of bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Hello and welcome to the How Dare You podcast. This is the Masters of the Universe edition. Holy shit. Chance here of the How Dare You Awards joining me. The woman I'm not sure hates me or loves me right now. Lady Chu of 2T Fitness. Hi, Chu. Hey, Chance. You've given me no clues as to how angry I may have made you. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I got halfway through this movie and I walked out of the bedroom and I told Ethan, okay, I don't know what the fuck's going on because this movie's banana fucking sandwich. That's okay. I don't think the movie knows either. Yeah. And I don't hate it. Right. I don't hate it. I'm intrigued enough, but this movie's bad. Oh, yeah. And I'm not mad at it. Nope. I feel like I should be. I kind of I... enjoyed it. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Not like drive angry ridiculous, but kinda. Well, if it if you didn't come into it, I guess, knowing how fantasy driven it was. Oh my god. I had no idea. Nope. Well... <laughs> I didn't know who I was gonna ask. You've I know never heard He-Man? of He Man. Like I know He Man's a thing. All right. Yeah, I've heard of He Man. I just I don't know any backstory for He Man. I don't know where he's from. I don't know what anything a, about that. What a fucking show. Castle Grayskull? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this is also before my time. Like this is before I was born and I you know, I was the first child and girl mm-hmm. in my family so i was i was getting all the girly shit i was getting fucking barbies no he-man dresses and shit i wasn't playing with anything remotely <laughs> boy oriented i knew nothing of he-man fucking amazing all right well yeah those those are the first and first mostlies i guess yeah i'm conflicted I'm not mad. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about Masters of the Universe, a 1987 film directed to by Gary Goddard. I'm sure you know Actually, him well. Actually, you'd be surprised <laughs> that I don't. <laughs> you're, actually, you're correct. I don't know if I can. You had no idea that he directed Jurassic Park? Wow. The ride. (laughs) (laughs) No. You didn't know that he did Hershey really big 3D show, but the pre-show. I'm sorry. Say that again. The what show? Hershey's really big 3D show. That sounds. The pre-show. That sounds made up. 
I'll say. How about this? Dera's Undersea 3D Wonder Show. All of these made up. These are like things that you say in your dream that make no fucking sense. These are the this things is, this man is directing. This is dream talk. <laughs> <laughs> Those are that's all dream talk. <laughs> You're talking dream shenanigans, sir. <laughs> and not just any dream. I think we know it's a fever dream. Absolutely. Where you wake up and you're like, oof, that didn't make any fucking sense. Well, this movie has 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. That feels about right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that's accurate. I'd also like to go on record as saying, I think there's plenty of people that just don't get it. It's a weird one. If you're not into this type of stuff or can't appreciate it on on a certain level, this isn't for you. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. that's the thing about the movie is like this movie is not really for anybody. But no. <laughs> and yet I sat down and had myself a time. Yeah, I the only thing. OK, not the only thing. But I would say my biggest grievance for this whole movie was that it was just too long. You can knock off 15 minutes of this. It's about, what was it, like an hour and 45, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. I greatly appreciate that it was not two hours. Agreed. But the second act is pretty long. Yeah, it's the fight scenes. The fight scenes always get people. Yeah. Cut them down. If you're like, no... We should no you shouldn't. No, that's our exciting action. Eh, cut it in half. You are the voice of reason in the room, and Jenkins is like, Lady Chu, that's our fun. What are you talking about? <laughs> the only person having fun is you, Jenkins. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's not all about you. Cut that shit in half. <laughs> Jenkins. Talk about the voice of reason. Alright, it had a budget of twenty-two million dollars. They gave him an extra $7 million chew. It was supposed to be $15 million and literally only take place on Earth. But Gary Goddard wasn't putting up with that shit. He's like, come on, it's He-Man. Like, let's let's be on the uh, whatever that fucking planet is. <laughs> Eternia. Eternia. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll uh, begin and end on Eternia. And they're like, whatever. Here's $7 more million. <laughs> I would imagine... I would imagine that's exactly how that conversation went. Just like, <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Just get out of my office. <laughs> <laughs> and then he walked out the door and Jenkins was like, what happened? What happened? What happened? We got it. We got it. We got it. Be cool. Be cool. Okay. <laughs> and had an opening weekend of $4.8 million. In the USA and the world, seventeen point three. See, million they could have they could have broke even almost, but they didn't. No, right? They super. They didn't. did not. And the the plans for a sequel that were in the works died right no there. No way! What? So weird! No. Where <laughs> to God? Uh, makes sense. I'll say. All right. 
<laughs> this fucking movie. I have a question. Yes. So I haven't watched a ton of like fantasy movies from the 80s. You don't say. Imagine that. Um. <laughs> so like things that come to mind are Willow, which I think maybe we talked we spoke briefly on. Was Billy Barty in that too? I think so. Okay. I'd have to double check, but um and then there's another movie I can't remember, but whatever. As far as like fantasy movies in the 80s, is this pretty like similar quality-wise? Is this where we're at? Are they going to be like this movie? Willow's probably better cuz I know that the main person is Warwick Davis, like from the Harry Potters. Yeah. But I think Billy Barty's in that movie too. Okay. Yeah. I apologize to both of them for getting them confused. But that movie's directed by Ron Howard, who is okay. not directing D-Ra's Undersea 3D right. Wonder Show. <laughs> Ron Howard has a... <laughs> He's good at I'm his job. I'm just saying there might be a yeah. bit more talent there. <laughs> um. All right. Well, let's take care of our business. What would you like to do first? Um... Like, talk how dare yous. Do you want to give me a little plot action? Let's okay. save grievances. And well, let's get the plot out last. of the way because I might. It, All right. Like, it's a lot and it isn't. Before you forget it. At the same time. It doesn't have to be a lot. You just always make it a lot. I, it's really me describing the plot as just this, like, a constant um, stream of consciousness. Like, I'm just, Diarrhea. like, t- thinking out loud, yeah. basically. Exactly. Verbal diarrhea. <laughs> um. Oh man! Every time I start, I just completely forget <laughs> where I'm at in my life. Okay, He Man. We start. Um. In a land far, far away. Eternia, Eternia. wherever the fuck that is, and. Apparently, it's inside a little jewel. <laughs> Lots of things don't make sense. Give to Courtney Cox at at the end of (laughs) this fucking movie. But go on. Uh, On Eternia, (laughs) there's a place called Castle Grayskull, which is fucking bananas to me. Uh, That just sounds ridiculous. Uh, Castle Grayskull is evidently the source of all the power to the universe. Whatever. Well, also, like... I'll save it for my grievances, okay. but my second grievance has to do with that exact subject. Okay. Castle Grayskull is fucking powerful. Okay. We'll just accept it and move on. Um, <laughs> this uh, a scary guy, Skiwi Man, Skeletor, is trying to take over the castle. He Man is like, hey, man, it's not fucking okay. We're not going to do that. And then... Uh, you know, <laughs> fucking Skeletor's forces are running rampant on the planet and they're trying to escape. And then they run into Billy Barty, um, who's uh, Gwildor. I don't even believe what I'm saying. Gwildor. Gwildor. Who's an inventor and he's made this basically a portal. It's basically a remote for a portal. And it's the most ridiculous fucking thing you've ever seen. The fucking keys at... Makes me laugh every time. We'll get into that. He's a locksmith 
He's a famous locksmith and inventor. At one point, he says, my fame as a locksmith. Yeah, self-proclaimed, I'm thinking. Wow. (laughs) Anyway, they end up getting portaled to Earth. Oh, I like that. That was a good turn of phrase, Chew. Portal. Yeah, portaled. Portaled to Earth. Um, (laughs) And then the bad guys follow them because the bad guys need the key. All of a sudden, I want this movie to get nominated for porno title just so (laughs) you ready to get portaled (laughs) uh sorry sorry so key man and the good guys and some of the bad guys having followed the key because everybody needs the cosmic key that's the little music thing Mm -hmm. everybody goes to earth wreaks havoc in a small town on earth which nobody really seems to live there's not a lot of people in this town at least awake And then, uh, yeah, bad things happen. I skipped over a lot of stuff, and I think that's fine. Yeah. As always. <laughs> <laughs> you, you always do uh, lots of description and then I get over for it. the beginning of the movie, and then you get <laughs> tired, and you're like, bad stuff happens. Y'all can fuck off. <laughs> Basically, everybody needs the cosmic key. Part of your fucking genius. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I just get bored halfway through my plot. I'm like, all right, let's put this to bed. Skeletor has taken over Castle Grayskull, so a band of young rebels have to fight him, but get they're always getting caught. So to get uncaught, they have to like open up a time portal. They get lost. They have to find the key and get back to Castle Grayskull and win the day. That's the plot. No, you missed so many good things. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, barking. Shut that fucking dog up. Uh, The neighbors. It's not a good time. It's not a good time. This is my favorite thing on the show. When Chew talks to the dogs, it's all staying in. Mind our business. All and... of it. It's just you and me, audience. Probably <laughs> <laughs> quiet. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. I'm keeping all of it. <laughs> Moving on. Let's talk How Dare Yous. What would you have nominated this movie? Least wanted to see. For, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. If I, if I was a huge He-Man fan, would you be disappointed? It's hard to gauge that. Imagine you're eight years old. You're an eight-year-old boy. And mom and dad take you to He-Man. Are you disappointed? Probably not. No. An eight-year-old boy? No. I'm like, oh my god, that was so fucking cool. No. I'm loving it. Yeah. But only at eight. But if you're a comic book fan and you're 20 and you're I'm gonna... steeped deep no, I'm... into that I'm going to rip this movie life. apart. Yeah, right. <laughs> so... <laughs> Perhaps biggest disappointment. Yeah. 
It doesn't take itself too seriously. Are you sure? No, because it's, it's just too silly. Do they know they're being silly? Yeah, I mean... You don't know. You clearly don't know. And at this point, neither do I. So I'm going to go ahead and say they're definitely taking themselves way too seriously. Okay, fine. It is silly. And I fucking laughed at a lot of things because it was so ridiculous. Yeah, right. I like it's it's not really formulaic, but there is formula within it. Like one of my notes, I just like, uh, do you know the term MacGuffin? No. A MacGuffin is whatever somebody's looking for in a movie. Like the Lost Ark is the MacGuffin in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. I just think it's funny that they have the MacGuffin at the beginning of this movie. The key. It's just right in front of them. They have yeah, it. Yeah, they constantly have it. Gwil- Gwildor has the fucking key. Somebody always has the key. And yet, they're still searching for it. It's literally <laughs> just an advanced game of hot potato. That's it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good this movie's one. fucking hot potato. What about ridiculous concept? I mean, for a fantasy movie, is this ridiculous? For a fantasy movie, no. But you could Probably potentially not. make that argument for any, for a movie that's fantasy or compared to something that isn't fantasy, then yeah, that seems ridiculous. I'll tell you what is ridiculous. Hiring a giant Swede who has not yet learned English. His English sounded pretty good to me. <laughs> Did you notice all the ADR, though? No. Chu, do you know what ADR is? That is that like voiceover? Have we talked about that? Yeah. Automa- automated dialogue replacement. Interesting. No, I didn't notice it. Now, I'm not, I'm not mansplaining this to you because you're a woman. Thank you. I'm explaining it to you because you're a movie novice and a dumbass. I understand. <laughs> I wouldn't think you would mansplain anything to me. Ah! Thank you. <laughs> Off the hook on that one. <laughs> I'm so happy right now. <laughs> Such a terrible person. You know who I am right now? I'm Richard Dreyfus in all ways. Have you seen that movie? What is wrong with you? Fucking fuck. Like, honest to God. Like, you just continue to ask questions <laughs> thinking I'm going to give you a different fucking answer. Uh, I'm going to make you watch that movie and then we'll decide what scene I'm talking about. Okay. If you can figure out how this conversation relates to which moment in that movie. Okay. Deal? Deal. All right, fine. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the how dare yous. <laughs> Chew. I'm very excited. Can we talk fucking grievances and positive points? Yeah. How many grievances do do you have we've got a 50 burger (laughs) 50 exactly exactly i beat you wow by one whoa 51 it is rare where we're that close 51 (laughs) 
<laughs> he flipped me off, everybody. <laughs> I mean, I was writing at a furious pace for this movie. Yeah. My first grievance and my first positive point are in the credits. Same. Horrible intro. The wind sound. I wrote down. The graphics. Ugh. <laughs> I wrote down my first grievance is Gary Goddard. I wrote down his last name as a grievance. And next to it, I wrote too many Ds. <laughs> Why does he have three Ds? <laughs> three Ds in Goddard. That's too many. And then my first positive point is a name as well. Christina Pickles. <laughs> Pickles? P- seeing pickles floating in space, like with with rainbow lights, fucking majestic. I positive point that shit. <laughs> Whose last name is Pickles? Where is that from? Where is yes. your family from? Do you know who that is? She's the sorceress. Do you know who the sorceress is? I recognized her, but I couldn't name a movie right off the top of my head. She is Courtney Cox's mother <gasps> on That's Friends. right. How great is that? Oh, that's cool. So there you have it. My first two, my first positive point and grievance, just names. I was like, Pickles? Christina Pickles? What a name. Pickles. Yeah, I need to know where your family's from. Yeah, what's the lineage of Pickles? Did they, did did people fuck up when they were immigrating over to America? Must have. (laughs) It was Pickford. <laughs> Probably. And some dick at the immigration office was like, fuck you, Pickles. My f- my fifth grade elementary school teacher was Mrs. Pickford. Was she hot? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jew. <laughs> Just kidding. I would not describe Mrs. Pickford as uh, hot. I would describe her as... Caring and wonderful. Wow. She was a great teacher. Love that. However, however, when I was in the fifth grade, Return of the Jedi came out. Have I told this story before to you? I don't don't think so. Let's find out. Okay. Uh, Back then, (laughs) movies not very often came out on a Wednesday, which is more common now. Yeah. Uh, so it was like a huge deal if a movie came out on a Wednesday. It was really just like Star Wars or Indiana Jones sequels, shit like yeah, that. Like The big stuff. Those things would come out on Wednesday. My parents were never going to take me to a movie on a Wednesday. It was a school night. They're like, fuck you. You wait for the weekend. <laughs> Return of the Jedi came out on a Wednesday and Mrs. Pickford came into our class this morning and she said she took her son to see it, uh, Patty. Took him to see the show, and she said, now, I don't want to ruin anything for you, but Darth Vader is Luke's father, and Leia is his sister. Cut to 30 kids staring back at their fifth grade teacher like, what the fuck? But that's the only mistake that Mrs. Pickford made. But it's a pretty big one. I'm speechless. (laughs) I know, right? Why would she do that? That is one of the biggest, like, plot twists That's ever. my original spoiler alert 
Spoiler ruination. Mrs. Pickford. I loved her. I... But she done fucked up that one. <laughs> she... Oh my god, I would have been pissed. Yeah. I don't want to ruin anything, once, but here's the I ending. I once convinced Mrs. Pickford to let us roll in a TV set so that we could watch playoff baseball. That's <laughs> Daytime playoff baseball in my fifth grade class. That's pretty great. Yeah. All right. Uh, positive points. Two. <laughs> Two? Yeah. Well, I have many more than that. I'm going to guess you have 34. No, not that many. Okay, I'm going to guess they're mostly doubles. Like, both positive grief or both grievance, both positive point. Maybe half. Okay. Double deuce, 22. Wow. Fair. I was laughing a lot during this movie. I mostly laughed at Billy Barty. Killed mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Fucking funny. Was he supposed to be funny? Was he trying to be funny? Oh, it he's the comic nailed it for okay. sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a break. Okie dokie. <laughs> Part for the course. We've gone as far as we always do. Yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back right after this. Does the coronavirus have you feeling oogie? Have you been sitting on your couch for weeks? Nay, have you been sitting on there for months? Well, it's time for you to get back in shape. Check out 2 a T Fitness. You can find them on Instagram. You can find them on Facebook. 2 a T Fitness was started by Tina Bernard. She is ready and raring to go to help you get back into the shape you want to get into. They've got all kinds of classes. They've got outdoor in-person classes. They've got online classes if that's what you prefer. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get back in shape. You're going to find a variety of exercises. You're going to have strength training, cardio, weightlifting, even fun five-minute burnouts that will push you to your limits. So get off the couch, get into shape. Go ahead and check out Tua T Fitness. Tina Bernard has got you for all your needs. I know her personally. She's fantastic. You're not going to meet a better person to help you become the new you. Check it out. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Lady Chu and I are here to discuss Masters of the Universe. A 1987 film, Chu. Chu. Do you know anything about the... <laughs> stop. Just Half... stop it. Halfway into the question, I realize how dumb I am. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you knew anything about the Canon Group. The logo, you know, the people that made this movie. No. Well, this movie came out in 1987. Friend of the show, Tom Stewart, will remember... What you, I'm sure, do not know, Superman Quest for Peace came out in 1987. Also a canon group film. These two movies pretty much bottomed out that company. They spent a lot of money on them and made no money. And they limped along for a while, but like by 1990, they were done. 
and mostly because of these two movies. They made a mistake. I'll say. They made a mistake. They fucked it up. All right. I got questions about Castle Grayskull because it's called Castle Grayskull. When you think of goodness and wisdom permeating throughout the universe, Gray and Skull do not come to mind. But there's nope. voiceover at the beginning of this movie that says the sorcerers in Castle Grayskull keep harmony or keep the universe in harmony. Yeah. Why are you called the Castle Grayskull? That sounds scary. Yeah. I don't equate Gray or Skull with harmony throughout the universe. And honestly, if you took out, you know, that voiceover at the beginning and you didn't see the sorceress, who's evidently supposed to be good, you have Skeletor, who could just be Grayskull. Right. And that's his home. Grayskull. That's so how that I always remembered sense. the cartoon. Myself. So it's not the same? Well, uh, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I just know that it sounded strange to me. Sounds deceitful. It sounds like maybe we're hiding in plain sight kind of thing. (laughs) Right. Like maybe the sorceress really isn't all that good and she's just pretending to be good, but hiding in plain sight because I live at Castle Grayskull. Yeah, pickles. 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 I'd make more sense if pickles was evil, but pickles ain't evil. Evidently not. Pickles is good. I love saying pickles. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I would have liked a little more uh, backstory to uh, Skeletor. We really, like, open up mid-action. To the point where I was like, is there another movie before this that we didn't watch? That itself I d- didn't bother me, though. I kind of like that. He has I mean, taken over the, the castle. He, uh, You can see these long shots with sort of bad matte painting with, like, Castle Grayskull in the background. Yeah. And people holding people at gunfight. Also, what, what kind of culture that has ray guns needs swords? I don't know. I just don't know. You're... The advancement of technology has rendered your sword mute. You have ray guns. But his sword fights off against the little, the laser bullets, so. True. He can block. Because he's He-Man. Right. But he's like the only person with a sword. He's also the only person who doesn't have his fucking clothes on. He has (laughs) undies on. Sir, 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 gonna have to. Do, I, you have to put a shirt on. Sir, but then sir, if he just <laughs> if he just put a sh- like he just puts a t-shirt on. Now he looks like a big giant fucking toddler because he just has a t-shirt on and undies. And undies, yeah. And I can't take you seriously with that, so I guess undies it is. Did you have? Uh... Similar vibes like Action Jackson or Commando vibes for his 
hulking um, torso? <laughs> <laughs> no, not as much because everything was so distracting. He looks great. Uh-huh. Okay, he he looks great. I know that he was in Rocky. Was he was he in Rocky before or after this? Rocky Four. Four. Rocky Four. Uh, was this before or after Rocky Four? Oh, it would have been after. Okay. Obviously, that's probably how he got the part of He-Man. I would assume. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Um, no, he looked great. Um, I didn't hate his acting. Um, everything else was just really distracting, so I wasn't like, oh my god, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was... catches a lot of shit. Like, so when I was talking about ADR before, I don't think his voice sounds bad in this movie, but you can see, you can see a lot of the like. Okay, here's what ADR is actually fucking for. ADR is a process of re-recording dialogue, usually, hopefully, by the original actor. Something like that. What they really wanted to do was replace him with a different actor just for the voice. But oh. they couldn't afford to do that because <laughs> they ran out of money. Shocker. So, but the whole thing, the process is to improve audio quality. Right. And there are so many times in this movie where you see his mouth moving, but saying something different. <laughs> Yikes. I actually, I didn't, I didn't notice that. You didn't notice it ever? Again, because... There's a lot. Uh, there's, there's a lot a, of things going on. There's a lot of doings transpiring. I'm distracted. <laughs> <laughs> and if they wanted, if that was the plan, hey, we're just going to distract everybody, and then nobody will notice that we're doing a bad, bad ADR. Yeah. There you go. All right. Good job. It worked. <laughs> Didn't fucking great. notice. Well, at the beginning, like first of all. I have two grievances, two separate grievances about one thing, the music in this movie. This music, at the beginning of the movie, I hear, like, blatant attempts to sound like the Superman movies. And then blatant attempts to sound like Star Wars movies. A lot of Star Wars shit in this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. And this is not Star Wars. Somebody was like, I'm going to John Williams-ish this shit. And John Williams, I just wanted to, like, come out of a closet and say, knock that shit off. You're not me. You are not John fucking Williams. John Williams can't be happy with this movie. No. <laughs> Pissed. It's blatant, isn't it? Did you, like... Like, rude. And it's not even to the point where you might be like, oh, it's an ode to Star Wars. Nope, right. just a ripoff. Yeah. Just plain as day rip off. <laughs> Somebody Those are stormtroopers. Tell me it's the... not. Yeah, right. Black black stormtroopers. Stupid. Somebody panicked and we know how you feel about panicking. They're like, "Make it sound like Star Wars. Make it sound like Superman." People <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> they waited, they procrastinated to the to the end of the deadline to get all that shit done and everyone's just fucking panicking and just Fucking throwing everything. Nope. The dailies are coming in. They're watching footage and they're like, oh, fuck. We're fucked. <laughs> this is bad. Oh, no. 
was not done well at all. You have so at the beginning you have like Skeletor is taken over, and He Man fights, kills some robots. P.S. One of the, one of the edicts for this movie being made by Mattel was He Man can't kill anybody, and that's why there's so many robots so that he can kill robots. Stop. Because robots don't count, you. You hear me, Wally? <laughs> robots don't fucking count. Well, evidently they do because we're stealing shit from Star Wars and in Star Wars there's robots and we're obviously trying to... Star Wars has like humanized a little bit of robots. Oh, yeah. So you're stealing stuff from Star Wars, therefore robots are humans. Personification. Ugh. <laughs> uh, so this is when we meet... Everybody else, basically. So they battle some robots. They free Gwildor. And then you've got... <laughs> you've got Chelsea Field as Tila. And John Cypher as Duncan, who I believe is his her father. Yeah. I just call him Mustache Man. That's the hell of a mustache. Right? Yeah. That is fucking bubble up Sam Elliott. <laughs> totally. <laughs> At any rate, I love that this is where we meet Gwildor. Gwildor tells them that he's like the magic locksmith, a famous locksmith and inventor. And they go back to his house and it's like a total kind of pastiche of Yoda. Yoda taking Luke into his little hut. So it's very much feels like that. Yeah. Uh, but I love that he's explaining this key that he's invented and that with the key, he can help them materialize right in the palace. And they're like, this is fucking great. Make it work. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is fucking complicated shit. And then more robots and monsters show up to attack them. And he just says, oh, well, we'll just go through this back door. And they're like, where's the back door go? To the fucking palace. Oh. Why? Well, fucking shit. Yeah. We don't even need the key, you stupid fuck. <laughs> like, they set what it the up fuck? as so important. And then meanwhile, he's got a back door straight to the fucking palace. Ugh. That both made me laugh and angered me. <laughs> That's a whole... <laughs> that is a hole. Oh, also, I loved it. Gwildor, uh, why are you at home making weapons of potential, like, not mass destruction, but, like, why are you why are you waking, making weapons like that at home? Well, Just fucking around? Basic-ass Wednesday a night? Weapon. You're being unkind. <laughs> and you're exaggerating. A little. All it does is open up holes. Yeah. In time and space. No big deal. <laughs> right. It's fine. I can go anywhere. Yeah. I just don't know where I'm going or how I get there. You just have to make a bunch of random ass noises on that thing. and. Yeah, he's always surprised when it works. He's like, it's working. It's working. <laughs> the crazed look on his face makes me laugh every time. Oh, fucking delightful. Yeah, they show up at the palace, and Skeletor's like, by the way, gotcha. Stupid. <laughs> it's always like yeah. four people against 400. 
And the four people are like, let's go. <laughs> Until Bless they them. say, hey, this is kind of a bit, uh, this is a lot. Fucking make a hole in time and space so we can get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But I did like, I, I, I giggled with glee when that fucking grappling hook came out of the hole and grabbed the key. <laughs> Grievance. <laughs> and <Stop>. positive point. <laughs> There was something about the movement of it, too. It was just sort of, wee! Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) Really made me laugh. (laughs) Uh. And we haven't talked yet. Major, major, biggest positive point for this entire movie is Frank Langella as Skeletor. Chew. Do you know who Frank Langella is? I do, and I don't. <laughs> don't make me fucking grievance you. Look no, him up. I'm going to make you grievance me. <laughs> fucking try me. I ain't scared. God damn it. What He's been in you... a bunch of stuff, though. Of course. I know this. I'm trying to think of what you would know. Did you see Frost Nixon? No. Well, he played Nixon both on Broadway and in the movie. And he got an Academy Award nomination for that movie. Right. How about Dave? I don't think I watched Dave. Kevin Klein We talked about it. Becomes president? Mm-hmm. Damn it, you. Yeah. Monster. I reckon a lot of the I recognize a lot of the movies he's been in. I'm looking at him right now. Um, You're looking at his face. I'm looking at his the the filmography on a IMDb. Well, look at his face, goddammit. Oh yeah, no, I recognize his face. All right. I was like, oh, that guy's name's Frank. Yeah. He's played Dracula. Did you know that? Which Dracula? Like nineteen, like nineteen seventy nine. I'm gonna say. Oh, okay. So back back. <laughs> back back. How dare you! Did you watch the trial of the Chicago Seven? He's the asshole judge in that. No, but I'm. It's on my list. It looked right. good. I recognize. At any him. rate, we are talking about one of our great actors, and he is so great in this movie. I love him. He's pretty good. I'm. I wasn't upset about his performance. I mean, we're jumping towards the end, but there's a moment. Where uh, He-Man is like, I'll come and be your slave. Just let everybody go or something like that. He he says, well said, He-Man. How noble. (laughs) (laughs) Like he's really over it already. Oh, it's amazing. (laughs) I fucking loved it. I love also that he calls Earth a primitive and tasteless planet. I mean, and I understood where he was right coming now, from. He ain't wrong. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at any rate, within the guise of our story, uh, they go through the time portal and land in clearly Los Angeles. And this is th- like this whole middle section of the movie is predicated on the fact that the key 
somehow manages to be dropped like a half mile from where they drop. Yeah. They all drop in the same spot. The key does not. And the key is found by Courtney Cox and her boyfriend. Yeah. And luckily, he's a musician. Luckily. Musicians, they would have it. too, are the fucking heroes of this movie. <laughs> they don't do anything. Being His being a musician is the superpower of this movie. If that's not called reaching, I don't know what is. <laughs> God. Uh, they li- That's the only thing that those two contribute. I'll say. They were not integral to the story. But at all. But integral to my delight. <laughs> I've said this on the other podcast before. Every actor chew has a beginning. And you can see Courtney Cox and definitely even more her boyfriend at the beginning of an acting career. Yes. And that's fair. What are you talking about? I don't understand anything you're saying. <laughs> it's like surely you're forgetting everything you learned yeah. and <laughs> then frank langella comes on and it's so natural and so perfectly suited to evilness <laughs> like you know it's so delightful to watch this movie with one great actor and then lesser so yeah it's like he's really trying to carry this movie on his back, and it's difficult. He did this movie just because his son loved He-Man. And he loves that he did it and has no regrets, and it, he said he had a great time, which I fucking love. Nice. I like that story. Yeah. Also, I mean, obviously he's probably not going to have any regrets now because it didn't really seem to affect his career oh, at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, none of them, really. Courtney Cox. Right. Uh, Dolph Lundgren. They all have had careers. Yeah. Even fucking Strickland. You don't know what I'm talking about. The cop? Yeah, chew. Yay. Look at me go. But do you know? Yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Do you know why I said Strickland? We watched a movie with him in it? No. Okay. That's the character name for his character from Back to the Future. Oh, that's right. He was huge at this time. 85, Back to the Future. 86, Top Gun. 87, He-Man. Yeah. One of these things is not like the others. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway... Uh, they find the key, and he thinks it's a Japanese synthesizer. Obviously. Mildly racist and completely ridiculous. <laughs> he takes it to the gym. By the way, when we meet Courtney Cox, she's about to leave town because her parents are dead, and she's working at the diner. Do you, when you leave from one city to another, are you ever working your job that day? Not me. I got shit to do. Fuck no. In movies, people are, always, people are always working their last day at the diner the day they're leaving. Nope. 
how are you supposed to get your last check? Exactly. Also, hmm. your house is filled with boxes. You haven't even fucking put them in a truck yet. You're a monster. Yeah, and she had a flight ready. Yeah, she was going to the airport. Fun fact, one of my dream jobs, which sounds ridiculous, is to be a professional organizer or a mover. Like, I don't want to put stuff in the truck, but I want to help people organize, get ready for their move, and unpack all their shit. You mean put it, fucking in, the, love that put shit. it in the boxes? I, in a sound and... Oh, yeah. I don't want to put it in the truck, but I want to, like, do all the stuff in the house. That sounds fucking fun to me. Love that. And she clearly didn't know what the fuck she was doing. <laughs> Half of her shit was in boxes. Yeah. She didn't even finish the actual job, and she's planning on leaving town. I'm sorry, ma'am. You're just going to leave that to poor little Kevin? Dick. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. Fuck Kevin. I don't want to be with him anymore. He'll do it because he loves me. You're an ass. That's great. Well. We can move on. All right, fine. <laughs> uh, they find she's at the grave of her parents. Her parents died in a plane crash. They find the key. They take the key to the gym because he's got a show that night, Jew. And then in come in the crack unit of finest warriors. We have this scene where, uh, what's her name? Evil Lynn introduces all these uh, mas- master assassins, and then they arrive on Earth, and they are anything but. They are clumsy as fuck. They are dumb. They are, t- like, they accidentally set the building on fire. They can't catch one teenage girl. They beat up a janitor. I that was a major positive point for me. That fucking janitor. That was really funny. He's like, you kids just can't come in here. Oh, and he just takes a, <laughs> yeah. an ass whooping. <laughs> you kids, I mean, monsters from another dimension. Uh, Good times. You know, big grievance throughout the whole movie. The character, the character Evil Lynn. Why? I didn't, I didn't like it. I got a major. I thought she was one-dimensional. Oh, okay. She's literally a robot. There's no emotion. There's no nothing. She's just evil plan maker. That's it. Well, I'm going to agree to disagree. Okay. I think there's something behind there. Well, we'll never know. She serves at the pleasure of Skeletor, but up to a point. She doesn't sell it very well. You can't say, I serve at the pleasure of Skeletor like a fucking, I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe you. By the way, her eyes, positive point. They're, those are real. Not contact I believe lenses. that. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> I like when she introduces these assassins to Skeletor. And he's, he calls them a curious quartet. that's good shit oh I also like so like Courtney Cox the boyfriend is left to to take the Japanese synthesizer to the music store to show his friend and Courtney Cox gets attacked 
and then He-Man and his friends show up, but not before they try eating Chew. And I wrote down, Chew will have eating problems. I didn't like Billy Barty. Quildor. Nope. Pouring that sauce down his beard. I was like, Chew is fucking angry right now. I <laughs> didn't need that. And then he was smacking his lips before he grabbed the right. the bucket of chicken. Please, please stop doing that. Don't do that. I'll I'll hang up right now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> you and friend of the uh, show Pam should hang out more and just talk about that. It's just the worst sound. <laughs> I can wake out of a dead sleep to the dog licking its dick in the corner in the dark. Can you not? Shh. Shut up. Ugh, nothing worse. I have Ugh. I have dog licking his dick nightmares thanks to you now. You crept into my fucking dreams, asshole. Oh fuck. I think uh let's take another break. Let's take another break and then we'll come back and we'll we'll talk about he-Man battling robots. Okay. Evermore. Okay. <laughs> right after this. If you like podcasts like I do, boy, do I have a treat for you. You need to stay on target and check out the Sounds and Cinema podcast. Listen as your host, sound designer and music creator, Tony Parham, and co-host, musical performer and sound lover, Derek Hansen, D-Rock if you're nasty, and I am, discuss all things sound related to film, television, stage, and theatrical productions. They discuss environmental sounds, bioacoustics, dialogue, the nature of communication through sound, but as an added bonus, they drink beer and try to... Stay on target! Find them wherever you get your podcasts and listen to the pure mania of a man who can charitably be described as Doug, the dog from Up, and another man with a soothing and sultry voice trying to get that man to... Stay on target! That's the Sounds and Cinema Podcast. Tune in and listen to the sounds they are creating just for you. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Lady Chu and I are here, still discussing Masters of the Universe. The masterwork of Gary Goddard. This is no mm. Hershey's Really Big 3D Show pre-show. <laughs> telling you, that's dream talk. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Chu, I am delighted and amazed that off air just now, you remembered that Meg Foster we saw in They Live. I can surprise you. That was our own little fucking miracle. <laughs> uh, you probably won't get another surprise out of me for quite a while, so I hope you enjoyed that. Yeah, I'm going to fucking tuck that. I'm going to put that in the bank. Yep. <laughs> you are welcome. When you upset me next time, you could say, remember I remembered Meg Foster in They Live. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'll shut up. <laughs> It'll probably be like seven minutes from now. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> All right. Well, I love this scene 
like Courtney Cox. She escapes from the gym and then goes into some like what? A fucking factory of some sort, right? And there still all the fucking goblins are still chasing her. And He-Man shows up and he defends her. Then did you notice yeah. that like he picks her up and he puts her down and then he starts talking to her and we go somewhere else. I don't even remember where we go. But when we cut back, He-Man is still sitting with her. And he's like, and then we had to escape from the palace. And we got And I just thought, oh, my God. Yeah. He's been sitting there explaining everything that happened for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and it delighted me. That's really fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down as both positive point and grievance. He-Man explains the plot. <laughs> Probably, hopefully better than what I usually Fucking do. Chew, full on chew style. <laughs> so what happened was this happened and, and then, then this, this happened. And then this. And I was up on a cliff and <laughs> <laughs> they were carrying Gwildor in a net and then... There was like lots of weird close up shots of my chest during the battle scene because we don't have a lot of money and they couldn't show the actual battle. And I have a sword, even though I have a laser gun, but I shoot mostly with my laser gun and I would block sometimes with my sword. Pretty cool. And then. (laughs) That's exactly how that went down. That's in a director's cut somewhere. Oh, it's fucking great. I also like that uh, all of our assassins go back and tell them that they were far outnumbered. And then she's got they bring them all back with Evil Lynn and they got that little gizmo where she could see the previous fight. She's like outnumbered, yeah. huh? You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's pissed. <laughs> uh, and then we have this whole big set piece with like... Very Highlander 2, not that you know what I'm fucking talking about, but guys on uh, circular surfboards flying through the air, chasing He-Man and He-Man chasing them. Good times. Wait, I think you jumped ahead a little bit. Well, we have Music Store mashup. Oh, is that after music? Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Music Store attack. Yeah. I mean, big time. Also, Courtney Cox, you're the dumbest motherfucker in the history of the world. Not you, the actor, yeah. the character. Right. Yeah, Evil Lynn finds out that Courtney Cox's parents have died, and so she uses that to her advantage and poses as her mom, just standing in an alley with the fucking fog yeah. and the light with, behind like, her. With the light behind her and the fog, and Julie runs out. And she hugs her and he's like, Mom, I can't believe it. She's like, oh, it's so good to see you, darling. All I need is the key. <laughs> I need the thing with all the lights. The thing and with the, the lights that everybody's been chasing. If I get that, I'll be with you forever. Oh, yeah. No, that makes sense. Also, I just ran out on my boyfriend who was having a fight with a cop how, over a gun. And I just left him in there. bizarrely amazing was that? She just looked and was like. Yeah, no, I'll be right back. Yeah, her boyfriend is in a life and death struggle for a gun with Strickland. I'm just calling him Strickland. Yeah. (laughs) 
Makes sense. The actor's name is James Tolkien, by the way. What's his name? It's a cool last name. Lubick. He's fucking Strickland. They should have just yeah. kept Strickland. Detective Strickland. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. moved on from principal to fucking being a cop. Yeah. And they're in this life and death struggle. And she looks at it like, hmm, I got to go. Yeah. My dead mom is. My dead mom's outside. Is in fog and lights in the dark alley. Yeah. So I got to go check that out. Okay. Chelsea Field, uh, she caused that by leaving by leaving the room to go battle with the boys and show them how it's done. Yeah, and she said, woman at arms. Yeah. Ma'am, who are you fucking saying that to? Ain't nobody next to you. She was talking to He-Man. Yeah. She's like, get your shit together, boys. Stupid. I like Chelsea I don't Field. need those... I don't need those one-liners. I remember Chelsea Field from uh, Last Boy Scout. And she's married to Scott Bakula. Or at least they're together. I don't together. know who that is. God damn it. <laughs> Grievance! Has it been seven minutes? Yeah, I think it has been <laughs> Just about. maybe exactly seven minutes, for fuck's <laughs> sake. And I don't even care what you remembered before. This is fuck. You remember Meg Foster is in They Live, but you don't know who Scott Bakula is? You're a fucking monster. She's scary. Battle. Little. B- I looked up Scott Bakula. You know him. Yeah. Now. He's the guy that goes in time. Yeah. And messes with stuff even though he's not supposed to. Quantum Leap, Chew. There we go. With his sidekick, what's his face? Mm-hmm. But yeah. he just... That, that's his legal name. What's his face? <laughs> <laughs> that's just rude and lazy. He's such a jackass. Oh, my God. <laughs> his fucking name is Dean Stockwell, and I, I want to say that I think he literally just died, like... Two days ago. A day or two Three ago. Three days ago. Yeah. 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 Weird. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Stockwell. Your name isn't What's-His-Face, and I knew that. Oh, I'm an ass. On a good day. Sorry. Uh, so, yeah, we they, they get the key, and then we have the surfboards. And also, Skeletor comes to Earth. And you mentioned this in your... Uh, your description of the plot. But by the way, there is fucking nobody in this town after 5 p.m. Nobody's home. Nobody noticed that somebody had showed up to Julie's house and beat up Kevin. There are like werewolves and uh, bald guys with eye patches and He-Man himself with his fucking diaper. Uh, nobody noticed. Chelsea, Nobody's out and Chelsea about. Chelsea and her dad in their fucking green army garb, and then you've got the fucking spaceship the, leaving the, the neighborhood. Spaceship arriving, guys on hoverboards. Skeletor arriving on like the mother hover. I'm gonna call it. And <laughs> Nary is there a person to be found? Nobody like called dispatch and was like, hey, there's uh, some weird stuff happening on Main Street. Right. There is some 
fucking weird shit happening. <laughs> and then they explain all of it. Movie? And they're like, sir, no. how much LSD did you drop? No, no, no. I swear to God, this is all happening. There's a guy with a skull face and a hood. And he's got a goat staff. Positive point. <laughs> okay. Th- no, Grievance. The scepter doesn't do anything. It makes sound when he walks. He, why is he holding it? It doesn't do anything. That's not the source of his power. Therefore, he doesn't need it. Nonsense. Mm-hmm. There is a fucking gorgeous head on that staff. Goat. Maybe that was his pet, and he's just having a hard time letting go. <laughs> E-Man probably killed it. <laughs> it's in R.I.P. R.I.P., goat. Speaking of which, He-Man's little tiger friend doesn't show up in this movie. Battle Cat. Not that you know about Battle Cat, but... Okay. V- quick sidebar. What, for the, like the... Eighth time. Fucking shocker. Um, I really want a cat. I've always wanted a cat. I had a cat when I was a kid. What's the matter with you? Nobody wants a cat at the house. The only thing I don't care, I don't care for when it comes to cat is the litter box situation and the fact that there's no boundaries with the cat. Cat's going to be all over the counter, all over the couch. So that would be hard to adjust to. But I love the attitudes that cats have. Fucking love it. Mainly, you mean that I, that's I don't why care I want if a cat. you live or die attitude? Exactly. Fucking love it. And I just realized because if I ever do get a cat. your attitude? <laughs> yes. I'm going to name it Battle Cat. Nice. I think that's an excellent name. That is great. Battle Cat. It would almost be worth it. And then nickname him Bat Cat. I want to say it's Cringer. When it's regular, but when he pulls his sword out, he says, I have the power. Then it turns into Battle Cat. Love it. (laughs) Very good, then. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Where are we? We, So there, yeah. Skeletor comes to town. And he's fucking shit up. And He-Man yep. is, He-Man gets the, the key back at one point, and then Skeletor, uh, what, shoots it with the purple lightning? Yeah, they have rooftop, rooftop shenanigans. Rooftop shenanigans, right. And then, uh, yeah, he gives, um, which, Grievance, by the way, he gives uh, He-Man, Skeletor gives He-Man an option, be like, hey. Uh, you come back to Grayskull with me as my prisoner yes. and your friends can stay here on this shitty planet. I'll fucking leave them alone. Not shitty None planet. of his friends says, signal. What What did I say earlier? He says, this primitive and tasteless planet. <laughs> yeah. So good. He's not wrong. Um, none of He-Man's friends signaled to him, hey, no, fuck that. We're down to fight. Let's fucking, we're in yeah, it. Yeah, right. We're in it to win it or lose it. So let's just fucking go balls to the wall. They and then he's battling like, okay. and Skeletor's like, knock it off. <laughs> yeah. They all kind of have to have to stop a third time. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gives himself up and then Tila 
is like, oh my god, no, hey man, no, don't, no, we really wanted to fight. Mm -hmm. I just didn't tell you. Bitch, no. (laughs) You didn't signal to him at all that that's, shut up. Oh my god, no, don't sacrifice yourself. I didn't get any signals from you, ma'am. What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Stupid. Don't drive angry, Chew. I'm mad at that. (laughs) Signal to your buddy. I did have this note. I had a note that says there's really no evidence that He-Man is good as, at what he does. Uh, Correct. He's only just buff. Yeah. He's in great shape. He's always winning fights, but it doesn't look like he should be winning those fights. It's always a little awkward. Yeah. And uh, stilted. Yep. He's not good. Mm-hmm. He's he flies under the radar. He's the guy who should always be fired, but just flies under the radar just enough to keep his job. <laughs> I uh, at one point I started to w- wanted to start writing my own dialogue for this movie. When he gets the what's he get pink lightning on her leg? There's purple lightning that destroys the key, and then pink lightning on Courtney Cox's leg. Do I have that yeah. right? I thought it was purple, but. I'm going to believe you. All right. All I, I, <laughs> I, I wanted, I desperately wanted Chelsea Field to like lean over and see her leg and say, oh no, she has pink lightning fever. <laughs> that would have fit sublimely into this movie. Yeah. And then I, that would have been a Jenkins move. Jenkins would have been like, no, that makes fucking so Jenkins. much sense. And then I would have liked so much sense. I would have liked the. Uh, the boyfriend, what's his name, Kevin? Yeah, I would have liked Kevin to see the leg and see how gnarled it was. And it's like, oh, I think we have to break up. <laughs> <laughs> That's really gross. You can get I'll, I'll send you to the airport. Yeah. You can get on that flight. I'll call. I'll take care I'll of the boxes. Call you Don't worry a about taxi. it. Taxi. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should go. Well, like I said earlier, though, this whole movie comes down to fucking band power. Because Kevin has band power. Yep. He remembers the tune. The key gets destroyed, and they're like, we can't make music. So he makes music with his mouth and then with keyboards. By the way, there is not a keyboard alive still in no. that fucking band store, in that fucking music store. All Absolutely that shit not. is destroyed. Yeah. All of it. And then the guy who, the shop owner, he walks back out at the <laughs> previous scene. Right. He's like, oh no, my keyboards. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is fucked. <laughs> That's that's what you took away from this whole fucking shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Ugh, bless him. How did a keyboard survive? Uh, yeah. So they get the key working, and then they just portal not just themselves, yeah. but the entire set piece half, into another half set a piece. Car, Strickland with his shotgun. Uh, a, a brick wall. Bit of a brick wall. A fire hydrant? No, he's behind something sure. else. I don't know. A tree, a bush, yeah, all the things. <laughs> Fucking great. Stupid. But wonderful. 
Okay. How dare you? Uh, and then um, oh, yeah, Skeletor gets that, his. Uh, how about that? That red CGI whip <laughs> that they start lashing He-Man with. I really just wanted them to take the whip out and just watch him swing his arm around. Because <laughs> that's what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. And and trying to see Dolph Lundgren line up his Ow! with the whip coming near him was one of my greatest delights for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, they could have done a few more takes uh, on that one. Amazing. Those were the best I think best they did ones. one and done. Those were the best ones. He's like, guys, this is a one and done. We don't have a lot of money. They don't even want us here on a fucking Eternia. <laughs> like, this is supposed to all be on Earth. So do it quick. Yeah. Ugh. Fuck. Well, uh, we have yeah. a huge battle after that. Yeah, Skeletor gets uh, all the he gets, power he, of the universe. Yeah, he goes disco. A major grievance. I do not like disco Skeletor in gold. A little much. Oh, no. Sir, you want to He looks pull it so back a good bit? in his black robe with his white skull. Yeah. But the too that much. big gold fucking disco outfit, no good. Yeah. Uh, Skeletor, you're not going to the Grammys, so take that shit off. <laughs> this isn't the Fuck, Met Gala. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Put that shit away. Save that for another time. I have this grievance when when he and... Uh... Also, anytime our heroes are battling, it's like, I, it, we talked about this before, but it's always like five people against 500, and the 500 can't seem to get their shit together. Nope. Sometimes there's power in numbers, and sometimes there's not. And this is a prime example of that is not. Well, but should have been. <laughs> this is another Jenkins idea. Yeah. You know, just like the good will, will prevail. Now, doesn't yeah. Evil Lynn just walk away? She's like, well, yeah. Skeletor's going down. Her. Fuck this shit. Fire up the shit. Yeah, she dips. Yeah. And the sort of, uh, not the Wolfman guy, but the, I don't know, the Wolfman with syphilis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, who's fucking that guy? Right? <laughs> Who is having sex with him? He's like a pug dog. But walking. Yeah. But like senior citizen because he's all gray. Yeah. He's not cute. I would kick him out of bed. <laughs> so you would at least let him into bed. No, I'm just saying, saying when, when people say I wouldn't kick him out of bed, if, if I woke up and that fucker was in bed, I'd be like, get the fuck out. <laughs> and then take a scolding hot shower. Yeah. To be clear, never invited in the bed. <laughs> so in your fantasy, he just showed up. Yeah. No, it's not okay. a fantasy, Chew. It's a nightmare. It sounds like a fantasy. <laughs> You've obviously put thought into having sex with Pugman. <laughs> oh, my God. She found me out. <laughs> 
<laughs> God damn it. I So I wrote down a grievance that says uh, their sword fight, not the Princess Bride, which also came out this year, 1987. Nice. Yeah, not the same. It is not on that level. <laughs> no. And part of it is because He-Man's not allowed to kill anybody. So he has to have a defense. Oh, that's right. He has to have a defensive strike to have. He has to block Skeletor's sword, which makes Skeletor fall into the pit. Yeah. And that classic slow motion fall. Oh, also a grievance. I wrote down not an Alan Rickman fall from Die Hard. That was the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they were going for it. Die Hard's a year later. Clearly, they got it right then. Yeah. I read, or maybe I didn't read it. Maybe I watched an interview of somebody that they'd actually, um, like that's actual fear in his face. He was, he, I guess, yeah, cause he dropped they pretended. Yeah, because he dropped like 10 feet or something like that. Yeah, they had like pretended that they weren't ready for him to fall or they pushed him or something. And so that, that way they got um, a realistic facial expression. I like it. Yeah. Well, the end of Skeletor is the end of our movie. Apparently it was enough to... Because uh, the sorceress was getting old. Pickles was old. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy to be talking about Pickles again. Oh, yeah. And then she, Skeletor dies, and then she's back to normal again. Yeah. Yeah. And they send Courtney Cox and her boyfriend home, but Strickland, he's staying. He's yep. like, he's got a hot piece of ass. He's like, I got a woman. I got a fucking view. Clean air. Why would I leave? All good points. I don't have to listen to that fucking Marty McFly and his goddamn band. <laughs> but can we talk um, for just a moment about this fucking nightdress that Courtney Cox wakes up in? What is this, Little House on the Prairie? I think her parents are Mormon. Oh, is it magic underwear? Maybe. Is there a chastity belt under there? With spikes? <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen a fucking chastity belt. Major grievance. Oh, God, and they, yeah, they sent her back in time to change to the change. I didn't like that at all. No. Bad things happen also, in your life. Also, Get over it. Also, taking, what'd she take? Are there car keys or something? I don't know. It looks like she took a newspaper, a Bible, and some car keys. And she thinks that's going to keep them from the airport? She just walks out of the house. She's like, I've, I've solved the problem to her boyfriend. She's like, I figured it out. The parents are still alive. We're good. Meanwhile, yeah. I wanted to go back to the house and just see dad picking up the phone. Yes, can I get a taxi, please? Yeah. Still dead. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, we have we have boyfriend showing that little blue crystal thing, and He-Man's inside of it. So did all of this. This was very St. Elsewhere ending. Not that you know what I'm talking about. Nope. The very last episode of St. Elsewhere, Chew. The hospital is inside a snow globe of 
mm, a patient or maybe just an autistic boy. I forget. But it's like the whole show took place in the child's mind. That's what this felt like. That would infuriate me. (laughs) I don't like that at all. What about the Dallas? It was all just a dream. Really? Well, a certain portion of it. Oh, wow. That's how they brought a major character back. Nope. Don't like that. Also with Roseanne. Mm -hmm. No. Hate it. Fucking negative. <laughs> God damn it. That's great. Well, I mean, what can I say? That's it. It's pretty much it. There are a lot of references um, that you just like. There's no reason for you. You don't know about Patrick Duffy just waking up one day and in the shower. And his wife's like, what the fuck are you doing here? He's like, what are you talking about? She's like, oh, my God, it was all a dream. They had like, what, three years of the show Dallas without him. And then he came back and they were like, he's dead. How are they going to bring him back? And that's how they did it. Wow. Good times. That's nuts. I don't think I know who shot JR, though. I never really watched the show. Clearly, I didn't either, so I can't answer that for you. Very good, then. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's it. Yeah. Chew. Oh, what's your drinking what game? What is your drinking game? Mine. Um, I am very excited for my drinking game. Mine was based out of not anger, but irritation. <laughs> Every time Meg Foster is on screen. Oh, wow. And you're not getting enough emotion. She's just delivers each line with a straight mouth. No frowning, no smiling, no nothing. Deadpan delivery. Makes me want to drink. <laughs> Makes me want to drink. All right. Wow. That does sound like anger. yeah i guess so anger and irritation yeah uh mine i've been saving this i didn't talk about it on the whole podcast just so i could bring it up now there is an awful lot of gobbledygook in this movie that has to do with time and distance and measurements and measurements we've got (laughs) pretons metrons chromons Anytime you hear one of those words, take a fucking drink. That's a good one. That was one of my grievances. Units of measurement. Yeah. Me yeah. too. I think I'm going to add with it, though, a uh, good journey. <laughs> yeah. And then one of them at the beginning of the movie was uh, a, a million blessings to you. And I was like, Chance gets none of those from me. <laughs> none of them. Can I have one? I- Ah, sure. blessing. <laughs> A single blessing. Ah, blessing to you, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else? No. This was this was fine. Do you recommend? This, this was fine. Yeah. I think sure. I do too. <laughs> yeah. 
It's too delightful in its absurdity. <laughs> That's it. It's absurd. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking A weird. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Good journey to you, ass face. And a single blessing to you. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Tits. All right. Tits up. Woo! All right, everyone. That's it for Masters of the Universe. Stay tuned. We have another quasi-hero movie for you next week. Say goodbye, Lady Chu. <gasps> goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. I see. I I don't know. Every time. Uh, you know, I can't. See ya. I, I, well, <laughs> I'm not sure if it got better <laughs> or worse as you went on. <laughs> worse, for sure. All right. Okay, bye. Good day to you, madam. I mean, good journey. Peace. <laughs> so long, everyone. <laughs> Hold on, let's pause for a second. Yeah. Uh, the trash truck across the street who picks up the single dumpster. Um, he's just revving his engine. He's just sitting on the gas. So we're gonna take a second. All right then. It's not record. It's not registering, but I assume we still hear it. All right. Yeah, just uh, just revving that engine. Can you not? Can you not do that? <laughs> and if you're like, no, 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 that's just idling. That's not a. That's not good. And then, yeah, his buddy is in his seat next to him. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, pretty cool, huh? <laughs> Why is that so funny? <laughs>